A service of prayer and preaching for Quinquagesima, February 19th, 2023. The opening hymn is LSB 819, Sing Praise to God, the Highest Good. Let all who know his power 
are proclaimed aloud the wondrous story. Cast every idol from its throne, for God is God and He alone. To God all praise and glory. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. A reading from 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. 
And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord, and invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me him whom I declare to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 31. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and guide me. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness deliver me. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. A reading from 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. 
If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Luke, the 18th chapter. Taking the twelve, Jesus said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the common responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. 
You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. On our last Sunday before Lent, we reflect upon another sola recalled by the Reformation, sola fide, faith alone. Our text is the Gospel lesson, Luke 18. Jesus tells his disciples of his upcoming betrayal, crucifixion, and resurrection. They didn't quite grasp it. Jesus draws near to Jericho, where a physically blind man confesses his faith and is commended by Jesus, your faith has saved you. What is faith? Hebrews tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is a saving thing. It's not powerless, weak, or ineffective. It is not irrelevant since everyone needs salvation. For all who have the sinful nature, they believe they do not need saving. They think they're just fine. They're good people, or so they say. They're self-sufficient. This is how blindness talks. Only blindness could say that we are good people when we pour out iniquities all day long. Only blindness could convince myself that I'm a good person while at the same time trying to justify my sins by comparing them to yours. The problem is our sinful flesh is always blind. Ever since Eve used her eyes to covet that which did not belong to her and Adam failed to be satisfied with what was given to him, our eyes have been easily deceived. Ever since Adam stood by while the tempter lured his wife and the whole human race into sin and destruction, we have failed to notice when spiritual danger is near. Although we may dimly glimpse the wickedness of man or even our own wickedness, our flesh never quite grasps the full depravity of the corrupted human nature. We cannot accurately discern our sinful condition on our own. As Christians, we recognize our condition, although not from our own abilities. The Word of God reveals it. The Spirit convicts us of our sins. By the grace of God, He opens our eyes. So we recognize that without God, we are helplessly blind and unable to function. Without God, we cannot perceive the law of God. 
Without him, we cannot follow the way of salvation. By ourselves, we are liable to stray upon the wrong paths. Even though the moral law is written by God upon the hearts of all mankind, we still have difficulty recognizing the commandments. We don't recognize them in our daily lives when we have difficulty understanding what is right and wrong. This is even apart from the question of whether we keep the commandments. Every day we break commandments without even realizing it. We're like an untrained blind man stumbling around in a room, knocking over and breaking everything in our path. Even now that we are set upon the way of salvation, we are still so blind that we are prone to wander off in the wrong direction. Temptations to sin try to lure us away from God. False beliefs can creep in, blurring our faith. In blindness, many place their trust in man-made ideas human philosophies, or self-righteous touting of the many years of our own experience. We place our few decades of life against the word of God. What is our lifetime versus God, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end? Some don't get trapped in the realm of the mind and are rather tempted to place their faith in the emotions of the heart. Some trust their feelings to prompt and guide, which can go well or can lead away from the path laid before us by Christ. Man-made feelings and thoughts can even deceive us into false belief. We convince ourselves that we are walking the right path, doing better than we have ever before. Because we shortchange the gospel and try to stuff God into my own tiny box just where I want him so he can't tell me that I'm doing anything wrong. My faith is then placed in my own version of God, not in the one who must suffer and die for me. In this way, we are like the disciples, and God's truth is hidden. We walk in blindness rather than like the blind man who cries out to the one in whom faith truly finds rest. Thanks be to God, you're not on your own. In his grace, you have the Holy Spirit. He keeps you going in the right direction. He calls by the gospel. He brings to your remembrance true faith has no rest apart from Christ. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the God of rest. His death was for your rest. You don't have to earn your forgiveness. You are saved from the wrath of God against sin because Jesus has taken it for you on the cross. By grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In the Holy Christian Church, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps. The work of salvation was finished on the cross, and through God's word and holy sacraments, you are given the fruits of his cross. You are given Christ's good works. You, as the body of Christ, walk his new life given in baptism, hearing the voice of the Good Shepherd and feeding on the food that gives eternal life. Through these works of God, he guards and protects you in the one true faith. Through word and sacrament, he feeds your faith to keep you strong, even in trials and difficulties. As you stumble about, he guides you and leads you by the hand. He will not abandon you. Because of the Holy Spirit, our faith clings to Christ in spite of all circumstances that may try our faith. Sometimes we are like a blind man who hears noises and does not know what they mean. There are things out there that frighten us, many of which are invisible enemies of God and man. What is visible is bad enough. Terrors on every side, attacks upon the body and mind. The culture sometimes threaten us, and sometimes 
entices us to join them in their sinful lifestyles. On top of all of this, there are everyday dangers that are constantly around us. Then again, we sometimes invent our own dangers from the fears in our heads. Our emotions sometimes run wild in us. Through all these things, the Holy Spirit has promised to keep you in the faith. When your heart would fail, he upholds it. When your fears attack, he brings you to Jesus, who speaks like he did to the wind and the waves. Shh, that's enough. Or like he did to the disciples in their anxiety, peace to you. Sometimes the circumstances that oppose us come from brothers and sisters in the faith. We must sometimes, like the blind man in the gospel, endure opposition from the crowd that follows Christ. The blind man cries as we do, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd warned him to be to be quiet. The crowd seems to feel that we should not let someone crying for mercy interrupt the Lord. Except the Lord's ears are always listening to hear cries for mercy. He loves their sound because it is the sound of faith speaking out loud. Sometimes we who have faith forget that and we take on the role of asking others to be quiet. We may speak discouraging words that deflate the spirits of fellow saints. We may look in contempt upon the actions of those whom we perceive as weaker brothers. Perhaps out of a completely innocent desire to make things better in the church, we may be the source of discouragement for others. If one is to hear God's word, even the law is out of love. We must not speak ourselves, but Christ. His word discourages us in our sins so that we repent and then receive the gospel. Even more importantly, we blind men should not let others shush us when we cry to the Lord. We should not let others discourage us from the heartfelt cries of faith that well up from our souls. We are weak creatures unable to see or stand on our own. We need the mercy of Jesus constantly. The spirit-given faith that fills us cannot be quiet. Like the blind man in the Holy Gospel, we must continue begging for our Lord's mercy, no matter how many people tell us to stop. This is the pattern in the church. We sing the Kyrie, Lord, have mercy upon us because we must. We blind beggars have no choice. We could pretend to be self-sufficient, sighted men who can get along just fine without a Savior. But this is not how faith thinks. So the Spirit drives us instead to beg. If we become too prideful, we may decide we do not need to beg. We may get sick of approaching him from a position of weakness and approach him from a position of entitlement. In this way, we are blind to our position of creature and thrust ourselves as creator. It's precisely here where true eyes of faith are needed. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. Faith looks past what our eyes see, hardships, opposition, pain, sorrow, even death and the devil. Faith can see even in these, especially in these, Christ, our dear Savior. If we look at the troubles of the world that try to lead us away from God with earthly eyes, we may conclude that God does not love us, or else he would not let such troubles come. If we look at them with the eyes of faith, we see God sends them as gifts, so that we know what is in our hearts. So we see our fallenness, our poor, wretched, miserable state, and turn to cling to him alone. Using earthly eyes, the blind man might have thought, if God really cared about me, he would not have made me blind. Why should I go beg to Christ? God will never help me. 
Instead, the blind man's eyes of faith trusted in the mercy of God. He knew and he saw with perfect clarity. He who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. The blind man believed this and his faith saved him. When your flesh tries to make you look at all the troubles and dangers of life as if God did not love you, may you instead see only one thing, Christ and him crucified. Hidden in that suffering and death, faith knows peace with God, wrath against sin satiated, and forgiveness poured out. The eyes of faith cannot deceive. Faith sees our Savior who purchased life everlasting for us. He rose to show us our future so that we look forward to the resurrection of the life to come. Instead of putting our hopes in this present world filled with decay and corruption, faith sees Christ's work of passion and resurrection and clings to them in steadfast love. Faith holds on to the Savior, steadfastly crying out and trusting if God is for us, Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously with him give us all things? Brothers and sisters in Christ, by faith, behold your God upon the altar. His son was not spared, and here you have all things. Forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation are here for you. As you receive them and hold them by faith, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 849, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness. That we may know God by grace. 
Let us sing for joy and gladness, seeing what our God has done. Let us praise the true Redeemer, praise the one who makes us one. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, mercifully hear our prayers, and having set us free from the bonds of our sins, deliver us from every evil. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Raised from the dead, he will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. Dying, Christ dies to sin once for all. 
living he lives to God. Count yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus our Lord, Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 841, O Son of God in Galilee. Shall understand, for you will make. 